just making the reveal. Making the reveal. Welcome to the 42nd episode of Rank and Review, and we have our Rank and Review champion, Karen Giese, returning, and we are going back to sci-fi scares. I usually put typical warnings out for the episodes, I say there's going to be some coarse language and there's going to be spoilers for the movies discussed, but there's also some genuine conflict between Karen and myself, so uh, be warned. I hope you enjoy it. Um, please seek out Rank and Review on Facebook and on iTunes. You can find our, my website at rankandreview.ca. Um, please do send me feedback at rankandreview at gmail.com and uh, tell a fellow film nerd that you know this podcast called Rank and Review and that it's been waiting for them. Thank you so much for listening. So this is the 42nd episode of Rank and Review, (laughs) and um, we're back to science fiction again, and and we're back with still reigning Rank and Review champion, Karen Giese. So we're dialing it back, it's not quite the horror show that we've been looking at in the past, no no zombies here, no animals eating people, much more into the sci-fi world, although a lot of shocking violence. Mm-hmm. Once again, you've said in the past, not a big fan of the violence, and we have six pretty, pretty violent movies here. To clarify, though, not a big fan of the human-on-human violence. Right. I think that's represented as well, but uh... yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see. So you said before you started that uh, you think that we're gonna. This is gonna be another one where we're gonna go six for six. You're gonna double down on your championship. And I'm certainly I made, hoping so. I made a noise. <laughs> I don't know. You did. I don't know. I hope so. Larry hope thinks so. we're gonna differ. I do think in we're opinion. gonna differ. Uh, I have, I think, a fairly controversial opinion of a few of these movies. Larry, <laughs> at least uh, <laughs> okay. In, in 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 sort of geek world out there, people who who are into movies, you know, there are films that are universally loved by yeah. the sort of geek crowd. Yes. And there are films that aren't or whatever. And I'm not always going to fall on the side of the geek crowd 100% of the time. Okay, fine. But if you're saying what I think you're saying... (laughs) You can calm down. You can calm down. It's going to be okay. We're going to end this episode still friends, you and me. (laughs) I guarantee it. We'll see. We'll see. uh, Yeah, we we are taking kind of an adversarial stance all of a sudden. (laughs) Um, So I'm looking forward to it. So... uh, are you particular to science fiction? I, I, I love sci-fi. Yeah. I totally love sci-fi. I love pretty much everything about it, from the super cheesy vampires to the space aliens to werewolves to whatever. So you would include vampires and werewolves in the sci-fi world? Uh, or? Yeah, I would. Okay. Um, much before the Twilight incident. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, Scary vampires. Yeah. Not pretty vampires. Yeah, I do. Like, anything that's apart from... Life on Earth, yeah. I guess, is what I would put in there. I kind of put them all under this weird blanket of genre movies. If yeah. you have a monster or a ghost or an alien or some sort of weird, ghost. hinky, like, uh, outer-worldly element to it, mm-hmm. I'm more interested. I'm already more interested for some reason. I, I can dig in for a proper human drama, and I love theater as well. But, sure. Um, I dedicate this podcast mainly to monsters eating people. Yay. <laughs> Like it. It's good. 
So uh, yeah, I'm I'm a fan too. I like I I mean my my favorite genre is still probably horror movies, mm -hmm. but um, I think that there's a lot of crossover between horror and sci-fi. So do I. Yeah. Like, I, I often ponder, I have so many movies, I have to put them on different shelves. Yeah. But do I put the Alien franchise on the science fiction shelf? Of course. But it's a horror movie, so shouldn't it be on the horror shelf? Do I have to buy another copy of Alien? <laughs> you need a shelf for in the middle. <laughs> or, How but, about... Yeah. Or just alphabetize them. Alphabetize. Um, That's the kind of thing. a cheap way out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a movie freak. What kind of <laughs> so yeah, I have a problem. I have a problem. Yes, I, ha I was amazed <laughs> at your selection. <laughs> Absolutely amazed. Um, just for the record on this 42nd episode, aside from a few episodes where I had to fill some holes, the like musical podcast episode, I bought a few. Right. Um, all of the movies we reviewed... All of them, good, bad, and ugly, are out of my my personal collection. Yeah. I have a physical DVD or Blu-ray copy of them. Nice. And that's one sort of way, when I was originally sort of putting groups together, I was just picking any movies I could think of. And yeah. that was a way of me sort of bearing down this ocean into a lake, was just, what movies do I own? Anyway. Um, thank you for coming back again. You're welcome. And uh, here are the six movies that are going to be ranked and reviewed. I'll just say... Still champion. Still champion. Still champion. <laughs> and maybe double champion. Maybe so double. what happens if you win two, like, another one? Like, nobody can be champion until they win two, then? Exactly. Or is it the next? No. 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 Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Even if somebody wins, we're still tied. I have to tell by you. By the way. I really love how covetous you are. <laughs> I'm totally covetous. Absolutely. This is my title. Um, you're lucky enough that you got not one, but two movies starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. <laughs> uh, Total Recall. Yes. Um, we have Joss Whedon's, uh, huge, huge nerd fan base for this, based from the TV show Firefly Serenity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we have another sci-fi warship gem, uh, The Fifth Element, starring the, uh, famously difficult Bruce Willis. <laughs> is he difficult? <laughs> well, I've never met the man, but mm. I've, uh, I've heard he can huh. be. He can be a handful. Mm. I think if you're too famous for too long, shit just starts happening to you. Yeah, he's one of those actors that maybe he should just stop acting. If he's not liking it anymore, I say quit. And yeah. I'm sure he's listening to the show. No offense, brother. I'm just yeah. this is word of mouth here. Man. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg, obscure filmmaker, um, <laughs> <laughs> taking on the H.G. Wells uh, classic work, War of the Worlds. Um, Steven Spielheim, you said? Spielheim. Spielheim. Spielenberger. 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 <laughs> the 90s blockbuster Independence Day. Yep. And I'm hoping you like this one because apparently two more are knocking on the door. Coming soon. Are you kidding? <laughs> I am not kidding. More Independence Day on the way. <laughs> and mm. last and not least, we have Schwarzenegger again with Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I actually very recently reviewed the first Terminator. I know, I listened accident. to it. Yeah, there it was. Yeah. Um, so... I think it's an interesting, violent bunch of sci-fi yeah. movies, and I think we should just jump in. Jump! Your mind. It is the center of your life. It is everything you hear. Everything you see. Everything you feel. It is everything you are. How would you know if someone stole your mind? 
that woman! <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Total Recall um, from director Paul Verhoeven, who uh, I've talked about quite a bit on the show. Mm -hmm. And every time I talk about him, I say he is a director who lacks subtlety. You're going to be guaranteed <laughs> lots of sex and violence, but no subtlety whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and usually, you know, he can sort of go past that. He can style as substance. He can kind of pull it off sometimes. The interesting thing about Total Recall, it's based off of a work by Philip K. Dick. Uh, we can remember it for you wholesale. It's a short story. And it's actually a very interesting piece of science fiction to decorate around a lavish Arnold Schwarzenegger sci-fi shoot 'em up. <laughs> um, seems like a strange marriage. Um, I'm curious to think uh, what you have to say about it. Uh, well, first I'll say that, I mean, it's kind of hard to take Arnold serious as a romantic lead, <laughs> which he kind of was in this, which, uh, yeah, I find a little creepy and gross. Love but... triangle wasn't working for you? Not quite, not quite. Um, I mean, all in all, I, I was leery at first about watching this movie because I haven't seen it for years and years, right. but I actually really enjoyed watching this movie. Um, you know, yeah, some glaring deficiencies, absolutely. Uh, but then you have, you have some, I don't know, the, the comedy aspect of it where it probably wasn't meant to be comedy, but it is comedy now. It's really absurd. Yeah. Absurd call. I don't know if I would call it funny, but there is this really, there is a almost cartoony absurd quality to the movie. And yeah. again, that, that seems counterintuitive to Philip K. Dick, which is really smart. Mm. When I talk about the plot of this movie, it sounds like this is a super sharp science fiction, right? Yeah. Um, a, a sort of blue collar dude who has a Sharon Stone hottie wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't feel quite in his right in his own skin, and doesn't you know wants more, always wants to explore. Yeah. And he discovers this place that will basically inject a memory into your head, and you can go on like a, a vacation in your a dream world vacation. Yeah. Now the question of the movie is either something goes wrong in this total recall place, and he gets brain gets scrambled and a new identity surfaces. Yeah. Or the entire movie is his experience within the total recall. Yeah. Um, either either case can be argued, and that's kind of really interesting. Yeah. But the movie's basically about really gory squib effects <laughs> and um, three-titted mutants. Yes. And uh, very impressive production values. Um, yeah. They remade it, and I understood. A lot of people said, why would you remake Total Recall? And I said, well, because as cool as this version of Total Recall was, I think mm -hmm. that the Philip K. Dick story deserves maybe proper service. Strangely enough, they did nothing to improve on this. So who no. knows? Maybe Fairhoven was onto something. Maybe you needed to make this, you know, a little bit more silly. But um... it worked. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it worked better than the remake. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger as a leading man. Since we're going to be talking about <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger quite a bit. Again. Yeah. In, in certain ways, I think that when cast well, he works completely adequately. Um, yeah. I think especially early in his career, uh, mm -hmm. like roles like Terminator and Conan the Barbarian yeah. completely made sense and, yeah. and sort of accessed where his real gifts were. The later you get into his career, 
and I'm not saying this with tongue in cheek, I think the better an actor Schwarzenegger does become. Enough sure. time on set, enough time making movies, he gets more comfortable in front of the camera, he gets better with the language. Yeah. This is sort of the middle ground, Schwarzenegger. I can't quite buy him as a super intelligent, like, uber spy. <laughs> He's still kind of Arnold to me. He is, quite, yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy watching Arnold kick ass. And uh, I enjoy a lot of the cutting edge sort of effects and work that went into the movie. Uh, yeah. At the time, the Johnny Robot Cab thing was an amazing feat of sort of robotic puppetry. Um, the uh, really bizarre uh, prosthetic effects uh, that are affected on dummies to make people's faces... Thoroughly bizarre. Yeah. I don't believe it. Like, it doesn't yeah. look real. It, looks, it doesn't. It looks muppety. It looks like but... clay. Yeah. It's almost like the rest of the movie was built around to accommodate that sequence yeah. because uh, yeah. uh, the, the hyper real craziness of everything you've seen, you, you sort of almost let this go. That uh, yeah, they could su- they could survive the atmosphere that was literally forcing their bodies out of their faces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, uh, the atmosphere could form quick enough to so that they could survive and recover from that. You know, uh, which I just want to say would not actually happen if you were on Mars. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's actually not true. Oh, just science so you know. questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's something that I tried not to do a lot in science fiction movies, especially like this one that aren't taking themselves very, very seriously. Right. If it's a movie like Gravity or Interstellar, which is, you know, setting its trying to set its feet somewhat in the real world, then I'll yeah. sort of bitch more about science shit like that. Absolutely true. <laughs> but I'm a scientist, I kinda can't help it. I'm not I'm not wagging my I do finger. That. I'm not wagging my finger. <laughs> I think we're kind of on the uh, same page here. Yeah. Um this was also the age of, uh, you know, Ripley had happened in Aliens. Yeah. So all of a sudden, not only were, like, strong female characters, like, you know, popping up everywhere, but it was, like, the in cool thing. This movie has two very strong female uh, roles, mm-hmm. Sharon Stone and Rachel Tiketon. Um, yeah. She Rachel Tiketon, uh, this character, was having an affair with the original sort of super spy alter ego of... Arnold Schwarzenegger, and when he got his new memory implanted, if yeah. that's in fact what happened, he was basically situated with Sharon Stone. Yeah. And so these two women have a, I guess, a love triangle, but they neither of them can 100% trust it either. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a, they have a pretty good confrontation. They do. Um, uh, oh, what's the name of the, the guy, the, the, the resistance leader that they're trying to... Quato. Tra- Quato, thank you. Yes. Um, great, great... Uh, performance by both the uh, actor playing sort of his uh, cover and I want to say Marshall Bell is his name Um, he hides within him a Mm -hmm. mutant Mm -hmm. that sort of erupts from his stomach and gives (laughs) sort of Yoda like wisdom (laughs) yeah and for and who for some unknown reason is quite slimy in comparison to his human host um, really gross, like ba- intelligent baby yeah. face thing. Yeah, and like really I haven't seen anything like that before. But uh, when I watch, I can't help but think like K two, famously in our zombies episode, <laughs> said that she despises puppets. Yeah, <laughs> that it is, I do. And uh, I think there really was a sort of puppety effect to Guato. There was. I, I, there I was. pictured you hiding under your couch. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know the absurdity. Of that, of Quato. Yeah. I think uh, negated my yeah, revulsion. Yeah. Yes. Again, we got class warfare going on in Mars. When we get to Mars, all the mutants are being ill-treated yeah. and uh, exploited by the powers that be. And, um, you know, you could be saying, they might be saying something that could be echoes of the real world. But really, for me, again, 
three-titted aliens and these cool, huge drill mining impractical machines mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the effects take over everything. So, like, I like the movie while saying I don't know that this is the version of the Philip K. Dick story. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you want to make another version of Total Recall, but... Um, oh, a third? Yeah, exactly. But, it, uh, it just goes downhill. Cause really. It's weird. Like, in a way, they remade the movie of Total Recall without remaking the stories. Yeah, know. no, they didn't keep any of the... I will go out on a limb and say the heart of <laughs> that film. Uh, the movie couldn't be more different than this. Yeah. True Grit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the Coen Brothers' True Grit. Yeah. Uh, already, the original True Grit considered a classic work, but the Coen yeah. Brothers looked at this source material and saw how far they'd strayed from it and the way the story was told. Yeah. And that Cogburn wasn't the main character, actually. It was the, 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 the girl. girl. Yeah. Uh, and they... Adapt, did their own adaptation that was very different and some people say the equal some people say better you know yeah that's how you remake a movie yeah <laughs> you know exactly see what that movie failed to do and 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 pick up there and yeah i mean if they did something well you might want to remember that yeah but, but mainly you should look at where the darker corners i think yeah i mean this the movie it it did have a lot of parallels i think to to life now like one the the use of technology to escape right. absolutely your life um to still and forever and i'm sure always unfortunately you know humans in better positions tend to take advantage of those in lesser positions which is really sucky but i you know it's kind of it seems to be human nature and i mean when they cut off the air in order to kill all the mutants, that's kind of, you know, it's it's kind of what is happening now, like cutting off resources to people who can't really afford better. Yeah, it's a not so subtle allegory to absolutely you know, uh, corporate greed and indifference, yeah. and uh, that it would if it came down to dra- depriving them of air just because you know it would cost more money to feed them. You know, they yeah. didn't have to kill them; it wasn't a choice that nope. they needed to make. It was just they were evil. Yeah, but again, exactly. I think that gets eclipsed by things like Michael Ironside getting his arms squeezed off in an elevator yeah. door, or like. A... <laughs> <That's funny. clears throat> uh, another disturbing sequence that I wanted to talk about. Ever since I was a kid, I've always had a problem with this. Um, he gets this suitcase, which gives a message from his other self, and he's told that he's got a tracking device within him, and that yes. he must re- remove it. Yes. Okay, well, here, here's another question for you, Bill, not the science <laughs> <Okay>. guy. <laughs> if you ram a device up into your nose and pull out a golf ball-sized thing, you have destroyed your nasal cavity and broken your nose several times over. <laughs> your nasal cavity, yes, and I'm pretty sure that that would be like a self-inflicted lobotomy. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the... Shoving that big, huge metal rod with claws on the end into your brain? Yes. Yeah. It is such a horrifying <laughs> sequence. I remember as a kid, oh, I've just no. always been so troubled by it. Oh, and the last my. few seconds with the prosthetic, he's trying oh, to Jesus, rend it yeah. from his nostril. Yeah. Good God. Much like most of Paul Verhoeven's work, yeah. this movie is unbelievably violent. That's super funny. Yeah, cartilage is uh, somewhat squishy, but not that squishy. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that I've made my case clear on... on uh, Total Recall. Yeah. It's a guilty pleasure. I see yeah. flaws all over the place, sure. and yet I have a big, dumb, goofy smile <laughs> on my face while I'm watching. That's funny. Y'all got on this boat for different reasons. 
But you all come to the same place. So now I'm asking more of you than I have before. As sure as I know anything, I know this. I aim to misbehave. sister under my protection here. The only people she's a threat to is us on this boat. It isn't safe. They're coming. I think we better go. I was I was late to the party to Firefly. Firefly had already aired and been cancelled by the time I found it. Me too. Um, so yeah. I was probably like most of its fans now. To, now. Yeah. Uh, I caught up with the show right around the time that the movie was coming out. So yeah. uh, when I saw Serenity, which is the movie we're about to talk about, yeah. I was fully prepared. For sure. And I think that the people who come to this movie fully prepared mm -hmm. are going to have a much better time with Serenity than the people who don't. I'm not saying that if you'd come in having not seen this show that yeah. you're not going to have a really good time with a really entertaining roller coaster ride of a movie. Yeah. Because you are. Yeah. I think if you haven't seen the show, uh, you'll like Serenity. If you have, you will fucking love it <laughs> yeah. and if you haven't seen either what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> yeah um yas whedon who did this uh, obscure avengers movie yeah um and is doing the sequel um which i never saw he had this tragedy happen to him because despite the success of uh, buffy the vampire slayer his two subsequent tv shows which were actually quite smart yeah dollhouse and firefly were yeah. both canceled prematurely um, Firefly, halfway through its first season, 12 episodes. Because of a mistake. <laughs> well, Not of his doing. It's interesting because things were changing for television. Um, these like Netflix-type services were just starting to creep up. Yeah. Video stores were just starting to die. Yeah. So it was this sort of hazy period. If Firefly was airing with the ratings it got then now, it would be considered a monster hit. That's Absolutely. the real tragedy of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but who knows, maybe we could have got seasons and seasons of diminishing returns of Firefly. Uh, instead, we basically got this huge series finale, I guess we're going to have to call it. Which People keep out yeah. hope that the brown coats may show up again, but if this is all we get out of the Firefly universe, at least um, I, I can say that it was great. You know? You're right, it's a huge return. And yeah, I agree, It's I would have loved to have seen more Firefly. Yeah. I would have loved to, but maybe that's why I love it so much is because it's it has such a tragic ending and then just this big, gigantic, fantastic movie. Yeah. I uh, also am glad that we're reviewing Serenity together uh, because I have to correct something I said in our previous episode. Oh, really? In our previous okay. episode, I believe I said that Alec Baldwin was the only Baldwin of use. He is not a Baldwin. He is not related. He's not related to the Baldwins, but he is indeed a Baldwin. He is a Baldwin. Adam Baldwin is who plays awesome. Game, is awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I am sorry that I besmirched your last name in the previous episode. I'm sure Adam Baldwin's a big fan of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's been waiting for yeah. this review and Damn I just it. wanted to make sure Damn that, it, Larry. <laughs> that Jane didn't come knocking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um plot. Yeah. Plot. Plot. Um the crew of the Firefly, uh, headed by the dreamy Nathan Philly and Captain Mal, who are sort of smugglers, guns for hire, in a sort of space uh, western yeah. milieu, uh, have 
a very dangerous and valuable commodity on their ship in the uh, form of this teenage girl named River. Yeah. Uh, she has been experimented on, and she's psychic, and we also find when she is finally triggered in this movie that she's Deadly. an amazing, amazing yeah. uh, combat person. Lethal. Um, Lethal. When she was hired for the TV show, she was hired because she's a dancer. Mm-hmm. And the specific reason to hire a dancer were for these elaborate fight sequences that they were going to do when yeah. her power was revealed late in the first season, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. never ended up happening. So we get an incredible sequence in this early in this movie where yeah. Summer, is, er, she's, tr- she's triggered and clears out an entire bar yeah. and almost takes out uh, the entire cast of the movie. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> anyway, so she's been spotted by the powers that be. So a bounty yeah. hunter is sent to, you know, get her and presumably kill or capture anyone who's yeah. been around. And they have to decide what they're going to do. Are they going to stand by their crew member and no matter where this trouble leads? Or um, The world is very full. And again, you get more color if you've seen the TV show. But uh, yeah. there are these reaver creatures who are very zombie-like and sort of represent, as I was saying, like the where in old classic westerns where the, the natives would be, where the Indians yeah. would be. The reavers are sort of this... You don't want to be in reaver territory. They'll come and they'll scalp you or they'll yeah. kill you. Or in this case, rape and kill you horribly. That's rape sort of... and kill and eat you. Yeah. And uh, to quote the movie, hopefully in that order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. So uh, a lot of enemies. Um, here's yeah. the part where I totally destroy this guy's name. Chiwetel Ejiofor. He was Chiwetel rec- yeah. Ejiofor. He was recently nominated for Best Actor for 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. Um, he plays the bounty hunter uh, and uh, really, really good uh, villain foil for oh, yeah. Villain. Because totally where he is stoic sort of and... stoic and calculating and yeah. cold. Uh, he's, you know, <laughs> Mal's more of a Han Solo kind of figure. Han he plays Solo spaz, kind yeah. of, yeah. Um, yeah. He wins because he refuses to lose, not yeah, because basically. he's skilled, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. I feel weird reviewing Serenity because, I mean, I'm such an unabashed fan. I don't even know that I came in here, like, able to not at least (laughs) like the movie. But I love the movie. I think it's amazing. Yeah, (laughs) no, I started this uh, sequence of movies with the idea um, already that Serenity was just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sad that we can't also talk about Firefly. Well, we can talk about it a little bit. Again, it's hard to to separate it. It is. But again, I think that people who haven't seen it or watching Serenity, they see this uh, old preacher gut character die, and they're like, oh, that's too bad. If you've watched the TV show. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so many plot doors have closed. Yeah. We wouldn't know what the whole story behind that guy was. We sort of liked his character, and we expected all these things from him. Yeah. Nope, he's dead. If you haven't seen the movie, when the pilot wash gets speared through. Oh, it's like Jesus. shocking death. Heartbreaking. If you have seen the show, it's absolutely devastating. Absolutely. Wash is fantastic. No. Wash. Yeah. It's just brutal. It breaks my heart yeah. every time. Every, every time. time. And it's beautifully set up in the script and well executed. Yeah. And I like how it's handled. They're in so much danger, they don't really have a chance to mourn for it, yeah. and neither do we. Yeah. But and, and once that happens, once Wash has been fucking killed, you're like... What else is going to uh, happen, right? Uh, so the stakes, again, because we have 12 hours of television leading up to this. Yeah. For us, just like edge of your seat, edge of your seat. Again, if you haven't watched it, exciting. Yeah, <laughs> right? super exciting. But yeah, if you haven't uh, seen Firefly, watch it. But th- this is sort of how I feel My this review was going to be an echo chamber for me. Yeah. It was like, this is seen as interesting, but it would be more interesting if you'd seen this. Absolutely, um, yeah. 
And when I'm ranking and reviewing, I gotta sort of judge the movie by itself, right? Yeah, it, but I mean, it's the it's hard to take away that investment that you and I have yeah. for this for Firefly and Serenity as a yeah. as a combo as a as an arcing yeah. story. You know. I also love the world, like they say that Yasuo oh, created. Oh God, yeah. Um, the, the, there's the wild frontier. There's this area that's controlled by the corporate entity in the world, and then there's yeah. sort of this sort of somewhat wild free zone where you're yeah. a little closer to the reavers than you want to be, but you're not under the constant pressure of the yeah. man. It's the wild west in space. Yeah. And I really like that, and I think there are a lot mm-hmm. of stories that you could tell there. Yeah. And you know, the brown coats, the fans of the series, basically got this movie made. And and mm-hmm. Sweden's always said he wanted to find a home for Firefly. And yeah. after doing these two huge Avenger movies from Marvel, I'm sure he could write his own ticket. For sure. But I don't know at this point if I think he should go back to Firefly. <laughs> I think that if he could leave it with this, then, you know, the legacy is secure. You know, people can say, yeah. they can always imagine what that TV show would have been or what that sh- series of movies was. But what we have here is just wonderful, you know? And, but, I mean, this is... It has come to a fantastic conclusion. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think he should go back. As much as I would totally watch whatever Serenity slash Firefly thing he comes out with, yeah. I don't know if he should. Yeah. Yeah. I have to give Yas Whedon a lot of credit in his ability, and I think this probably comes with his years of TV work, yeah. of juggling multiple characters. Yeah. I think, honestly, the only character who I wish we had more of was Kaylee. Uh, Jewel State. Mm-hmm. She's sort of the engine girl who has yeah. a crush on the doctor. And that's pretty much what she is in the movie. She doesn't have a lot to do. But yeah. there's a lot of balls in the air and somebody had to get short. I, I understand it, you know. Yeah. Um, but considering the amount of characters and the amount of characters that he kind of had to both reintroduce to the fans and to the new audience, yeah. it's balanced so well. There's it is. such an energy to the movie. Yeah. It opens with a great escape sequence mm-hmm. following by a great scene that introduces our villain. Yeah, and, and you know, then we get to revisit our crew who we've missed for so many years, and they embark on their last and greatest adventure. Yeah. Um, but then again, I mean, it, Mal, Malcolm Reynolds said yeah. it to himself in the movie that, or I guess uh, the villain said it. Yeah. Um, that they're broken, but they're not gone. Yeah. The, the alliance, the controlling entity. The alliance has been exposed for the evils that they yeah. have done and the lies that they have told and the people that they have killed. And that's not going to be easy to recover from, but Mal has made a very powerful Oh, enemy. God, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Very and powerful. Could they tell more stories? Absolutely. But at this yeah. point, I'm wondering if or not they should. Um, yeah. Another thing that I will say about this movie, and it's going to sound critical, but I, I, I love the movie. Mm-hmm. love the movie. <laughs> it's kind of bloodthirsty. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Universe, that sort of comic yeah. relief character guy, gets stabbed through with a sword just yeah. savagely. And um, the level of violence that we get in the Reapers and to our characters that mm-hmm. we like is shocking. And the final ploy, frankly, of the Firefly crew to lead the Reapers to this base yeah. planet of the Alliance, yeah, that's going to help them get through the fire, these people that are there to shoot them. Sure. But that's going to kill... And not just kill, but rape to death and kill yeah. hundreds of thousands of people on that planet. Oh, God, yeah. And that's a side note. <clears throat> yeah. That's how they get there not to planet. deliver this message. Or, or space day, whatever. Or, yeah, the Alliance, Yeah, I guess. Which, but not everybody at innocent. the Alliance were, were, you know, evil. There's exactly. lots of families living there that, that died yeah. in order to get this message out. And mm-hmm. that, that I think that our crew's hands are bloodied from that and that the script yeah. never covers that. <laughs> it's no. just cool and badass that they yeah. got the Reavers to follow them into the atmosphere. It was pretty it was. cool and badass, <laughs> but I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So, you know, but I mean, that's me looking hard yeah. to find something bad to say about yeah, Serenity, which I, know. I really don't have a lot of no. bad things to say about it. Um, no. Again, please watch the shit out of this oh, movie. Oh my good God. Um, it, it, does not, it does not linger on my shelf that often. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, will, I will come back to, well, just random episodes of the series, but especially Serenity, I, yeah. you know. Um, and I just want to say my favorite episode of Firefly is the one with uh, Janestown. <laughs> the man they call Jane. I love that. Mm, yeah. That's fantastic. I like the episode where Mal and Wash get taken hostage. Oh, that's a good one too by Niska. <laughs> we could just nerd yeah, out totally so hard right? Right now. I know. <laughs> He also did a so-so movie called uh, Messenger Joan of Arc with Mila Ovich, yeah. um, who he was having an affair with while he was <laughs> making this his dream project, Crazy. The Fifth Element. Uh-huh. Um, this is a beautiful-looking and very ambitious science fiction movie. The scale and scope of the world that we're seeing, the only thing I can compare it to is, is Blade Runner. Uh, as far oh, as but like, it, the different like, leaves environments, Blade Runner in the dust. Well, quite yeah, honestly. But it's twenty yeah. years ahead of it. Well, but, exactly. But that's Granted, the last yeah. film that I think touched on this scope yeah. of sort of science fiction. It grandeur. is beautiful, and it looks fantastic. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people complain that there's Muppets and puppets that they use to do some of the creatures in the in the universe. Mm-hmm. I kind of personally get tired that every alien we encounter has, you know, two arms, two legs, two eyes, and yeah. he's just like us. Yeah. I kind of like them to be more beasty or monstery. So. But you need to have something to relate to. Yeah. I mean... The but. design is beautiful, but at times yeah. I think a little bit impractical. Like the yeah. uh, robot creator aliens that help build the periods are mm-hmm. these big wobbly elephant looking things that seem to be barely able to walk. Yeah. And yet they're, they're the machines. most powerful and intelligent creatures in the universe. Yes. You know? Except uh, they can't get out a door as yeah. it's closing super slowly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think design and style trumped everything yeah agreed. in this movie yeah and i know that people love the shit out of the fifth element yeah but i gotta say about 45 minutes into this movie um i got yeah. sort of used to the beautiful environments and i was looking at all of these different archetypes and was starting to get bored yeah and then the final nail in the coffin hit with the introduction of chris tucker as this absolutely yeah. annoying yeah. like Per TV personality with that squeaky nails down a chalkboard. Yeah. I'm Chris Tucker voice. It sounds like <laughs> like that sounds like me making like a, 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 a like a racial slur or something. But that's what the man sounds like. Like, yeah. and he screams and bellows throughout the movie. I've seen the blandly heroic, stoic mm-hmm. Bruce Willis. You know, and in I've, this same role over and over and over again with just different scenery. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate that the movie has a sense of goofy humor to yeah. it, but in balance with the real huge operatic scale of emotion that they attempt mm-hmm. it doesn't seem in balance i don't know how deep into the heroin addiction uh, addiction gary oldman was 
yeah. at this point, but this definitely was in his drug days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure it all made perfect sense to him what he was there doing, but I was neither scared nor amused by this villain. Like, yeah. I didn't understand how he could arise to a position of any kind of authority or power that anyone would take this clearly insane person seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept on getting hit in the face with stupidity, left, right, and center. In the movie. Agreed. Beautiful stupidity, but beautiful, beautiful just isn't enough. And that's where I land. That's my rant okay. <laughs> on the fifth element. And with that, I throw this blood soak ball to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I mean, for the most part, and and yes, unfortunately, because visually it's stunning. Um, Substance-wise, Chris Tucker, super freaking annoying. Mm -hmm. However, I do think that this was his best role. I really do. I'm not a Chris Tucker fan. Well, I, I, but... I, I've only seen the first of the Rush Hour franchise. Uh -huh. um, but I don't know. I find him. I find him very piercing. His like. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I liked him in Jackie Brown. I think oh, I, I liked him in that movie. Okay. Um, because he was actually playing a character and not just screaming at yeah. the whole time. Um, yeah. I also thought that uh, Mila and Bruce were really not well matched. Mm -hmm. I agree about Gary Oldman. Although, and I love Gary Oldman. I mm -hmm. think he's fantastic, but... Oh, no. I, I mean, I eh. think a brilliant actor could only give such a quirky performance, yeah. but it just uh, didn't work for me. No. Uh, he, he wasn't bored. He wasn't, like, you know, half-assing it. It just... You know. Yeah. And, yeah, the... Uh, what are the, the main villain aliens called? The I can't puppet remember. Guys. I can't the puppet remember. guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're puppet guys. They're, they look like, like bloated dog pigs. Yeah. Kind of. Um, and... The biggest redeeming quality or point for this movie is the diva. Because mm -hmm. that aria that she did, and although, yes, it's it's impossible for an actual human to do that, there was an actual voice behind it. Yeah. And she can do some really amazing things. She's actually Luc Besson's wife at the time. Oh. Who was being an asshole. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus, what an ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, and yeah, the whole, like you said earlier, before we were recording, the whole idea behind this is that the fifth element is love, and come on. <laughs> the fifth really? element is love. The key to water, balancing the universe. Fire. Water, air, yeah. fire, earth. And love. And love, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Love. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I guess that is the most obvious fucking thing you can do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> But um, scantily clad Mila throughout yeah. most of the thing. Okay, well, here's something I want to talk about, actually. Okay. Uh, Mila Jovovich, uh, or however you say that name. I'm not Jovovich? Jovovich, one of those. I, I, I apologize, Mila. Um, she's beautiful, and she's got a really stunning pair of eyes on her. And uh, I think that movies just need to stop with the hot girls saying baby talk. Yeah. Are you I'm, kidding? I'm talking to you, Nell. <laughs> Jodie yeah. Foster and Nell. And, and apparently there was a real language that was developed. It's not gibberish to her, but it's gibberish to him. There's just... Yeah. There, there's something about her childlike performance when juxtaposed with how sexualized she is that yeah. does not work. No. So I can't do like, oh, look at the Mila boobies, you know? Because yeah. like, she's a pure innocent character. I think it's awful that Bruce Willis wants to do these terrible things to her, you know? I think that she needs to be protected from yeah. this brute. Um, um, I'm split on Mila yeah. as an actress, though. I think she's a great physical performer. She can do action sequence well. And I've seen her give good scenes, and I've seen mm -hmm. her give really bad scenes so she's kind of a wild card for I me i do think this is her genre though i really do like with all the 
Resident Evils that she's done, yeah. and which granted I haven't seen them all, but I mean I really think this is where she is, where she should be. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, and in terms of like, I found this uh, this movie. Yes, the scenery is beautiful, but it was very Roger Rabbity right. in the sense that it was kind of hard to relate to it because it was so distinct from where we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm sort of complaining a little bit about some of the humor in it, but mm-hmm. it's really isolated moments of the movie that I like. Yeah. I like the the guy who's trying to rob Bruce Willis, so he builds an elaborate headpiece. So yeah, that when he was Bruce great. looks through his eye hole, it looks like the hallway yeah. and yeah. he's standing there to rob him. Obvious tweaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Little details like that. The cockroach that literally has a camera mounted on it. Yeah. That's spying on it. I thought that was a cute little detail. Yeah. The security system at the airport that everybody had to go through. Like, yeah. I, there's lots of great details yep. and like obviously really thought out, obviously designed by amazing people. Mm-hmm. I wish I felt more. Me too. Yeah. But uh, how did they get Luke Perry? Score! <laughs> I think that might have been his first role after 90210. <laughs> yeah. Jeeps. Huh. It's, like, I, I kind of felt like it was just a futuristic diehard type yeah. movie. And, eh. Yeah. I, I don't think we ever did explain this, this story. It's no. kind of late in the review to start now, but... <laughs> They're looking for the fifth element to save humankind. Yes, an ancient, obscure, religious faith knows that the world was at least in partially created by aliens mm-hmm. and that we are the robots yeah we are going to have to defend these important uh, elements and discover indeed the mysterious fifth element which is the Bruce perfect Willis being and Mila Hovovich doing the nasty yeah basically <laughs> which is just gross <laughs> really no Mila can do better yeah better than Luc Besson <laughs> better than Bruce Willis and better than the fifth element there you go Yep. So all this really brief mean thrashing that we've done on this, but I don't know what other than kicking the dead horse. It's beautiful. Sound off movie. Yeah. Play some music and have it on in the background of your, you know, party or something. <laughs> but uh, Maybe uh, do something hallucinogy? Yeah, if, if that's your bag, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I have never understood the worship that this movie has. It, I mean, granted, yeah, at the time there really was nothing like it. When it came out, there's it. It does stand alone in visual scope. Yeah, it really does. But still, it's, to this it's day, sort of it does. Proof positively, the to me anyway, that style as substance just ain't enough. Yeah, for some people, <laughs> it is not enough. For but tell that to the Transformers crowd, or tell that to you know. oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Tell me what you saw. This car is this. Right, where are you going? What are you doing? Get in, Manny. Get out of the truck. I'm not kidding, right? Get in, Manny, or you're gonna die. the worlds. War of the Worlds indeed. Um, 
probably the most famous adaptation of War of the Worlds, H.G. Uh, Wells' uh, science fiction novel, is uh, Orson Welles' radio mm-hmm. play, which literally got people out of their houses with shotguns. <laughs> I know, thought, that would have been so awesome. Because <laughs> they thought the aliens were coming, the saucers yeah. were here, people, or the tripods were here. Um, so who better than Spielberg, of all directors, to yeah. revisit this uh, property in, in 2005? He's also coming off of another successful collaboration with Tom Cruise in another science fiction movie called Minority Report. Um, Minority Report has its problems, but I think it's much the superior of the two uh, movies. Um, that said, I think that there are some fantastic sequences in War of the Worlds and uh, good Spielberg moments. And I enjoy seeing Spielberg with mean aliens. I mean, we're very familiar with the cuddly E.T. alien that he introduced us to and, yeah. the, and the friendly communicating and mysterious aliens from Close Encounters. These aliens are bad news, and we finally get to see sort of Spielberg uh, do a sci- science fiction disaster movie. Um, so he was the right man for a job for, in a lot of ways. Um, and David Kep, his sort of uh, go-to for his blockbuster screenplays, uh, gave a fairly dimensioned character to Tom Cruise. He's not just a blandly heroic dude. He's kind of a flawed father who redeems himself through this really uh, almost global catastrophe. It seems like Armageddon at times. He does. So um, I'm kind of mixed, but overall, I guess, positive Mm -hmm. about War of the Worlds. Not enthusiastic, but I'm happy to hear a second opinion. So where, where are you at? I actually really... I liked this movie. And, I mean, again, this is one that I hadn't seen for quite a long time. And it was one of the last ones I watched because I was like, eh, Tom Cruise. Eh." (laughs) It's true. All of a sudden, uh, Tom Cruise movies start to feel like homework. Don't they? (laughs) Like, for a while, like, anything Tom Cruise touched, everyone's lining up for. But it just seems like there's always going to be another Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Liam Neeson. Yeah. (laughs) No offense to Liam. (laughs) But, but uh, like, Tom Cruise has been, like, a couple movies a year, it seems, since 1984. <laughs> it's yeah. just, like, a... <laughs> he's sort of much like Bruce Willis we talked about. It's yeah. like, uh, we, we, we've seen him in so many permutations now. He's, he's yeah. a familiar, familiar property. I'm having trouble speaking. He is. Um, however, in this movie, I think this is a, a type of character that suits him. Yeah. You know, kind of arrogant kind of belligerent kind of i don't know greasy <laughs> in a way i kind of yeah i kind of think it uh, suits him he's uh, divorced from miranda otto who's uh, got a baby on the way with another fellow and yeah. um he's come to spend time with his kids and uh, you kind of get the feeling like hanging with his kids is more a job <laughs> to him than his job absentee dad yeah yeah um uh, it's not that he doesn't love his kids, but I don't know. He just feels like he's failed and is yeah. res- sort of resigned to that position. Yeah, and um, his kids also think he's failed. Yeah, especially yeah. his teenage son. Yeah, um, yeah. they have a fairly uh, <laughs> fractured, uh, to say the least, relationship. Yeah, it also has uh, the the young and adorable uh, Dakota Fanning mm-hmm. as the precocious, adorable daughter yeah. in the movie, and she is a very good child actress. She is. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I, when she's scared, I one hundred percent believe her. For and, sure. Um, there was no scene that they gave her that she was uh, not able to handle. So yeah. it's it's really interesting to see these spookily intelligent, capable child actors. Yeah. Whenever you even saw her interviewed at that age, it's just totally like, right. creepy. Yeah, creepy. a little <laughs> um, too adult to be yeah. a child. <laughs> but, but, yeah, uh, you know, well used here, and um, yeah. 
the, the cute little blonde girl thing in these types of movies are one of the things where you kind of put up with what you get there. Yeah. Maybe she's not much of an actress, but she's filling the role of the little blonde girl that needs to be rescued. Yeah. But she's actually There's a character. Actor. Yeah. Yeah, she's and good. She's got scenes with Tom Cruise and Tim Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> you know? exactly. She's holding her weight. Yeah. Totally. Um, so Tom Cruise is uh, having a not-so-great visit with his kids, and uh, he goes down the street. I can't remember his impetus to go out the house. And uh, all of a sudden, a gigantic tripod erupts from the ground and starts vaporizing yeah. everybody in its path. And they, it's really kind of disturbing. Like, they yeah. get disintegrated into dust. And as he's running, he gets caked with the stuff. Yeah. This people dust yeah, all over people him. dust. And... Uh, the, it's especially the first 45 minutes of the movie is where it's really working for me where you feel this disaster like the, mm-hmm. this global Armageddon is almost happening and he knows it he knows how huge the stakes are yeah. and he wants to protect his kids from it as much as he can problem is is even before this happened his kids have almost no trust in him. totally yeah <laughs> so it's tough it's yeah tough. and I mean yeah in a lot of ways this movie is about mending that those relationships yeah and uh it's not necessarily present in the original book uh and uh i think it's a good dimension to add to it Mm -hmm. one of the flaws of the movie and i can't put it on spielberg and i can't put it on cruise yeah is the built-in anti-climax of the book yeah the aliens that have lied dormant beneath the earth for hundreds of millions of years erupt to destroy us but find they cannot withstand our biological yeah, like, <laughs> which is actually one of the reasons that I liked this movie because yeah. it wasn't humans defeating no the nothing aliens. we did is bacteria overtly. yeah yeah nothing we did overtly got them we just had bugs that we were used to that they mm-hmm. weren't and that killed them before yeah. they could kill us but as brought in, to you by the ever so soothing voice of Morgan Freeman <laughs> exactly because they yeah he they it was so hard to how do you get that point out especially yeah. because they're interested in in this guy who's in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, he's not the, you know, head of the military fighting the alien menace. You know, yeah. we'll get to that when we talk about Independence Day. Yeah. This is just a dude trying just to stay guy. alive. Yeah. And that was a good choice. That was a great choice. Agreed. Um, yeah. I think that the dividing line of the movie, we have a, an amazing sequence on a ferry where this whole the ferry tips over yeah. and there's like hundreds of extras and, uh, people are getting sucked out of the water and it's just great. And then everything settles down, and they hide yeah. in this basement suite, and it gets to the night of the living dead, and they meet crazy Tim Robbins. And all of a sudden, the energy and everything sort of downshifts in the movie, and it sort of becomes a suspense, almost horror movie for a while. It does, but it, it yeah, it not only downshifts, but it skews to the side a little bit <laughs> as well. Like Tim Robbins, he was, he was fantastic. He plays a really good... Not quite their person. Yeah. I really um, liked him. He is strangely good at playing sons of bitches. <laughs> you know? he, he seems like such a soft lefty, you know, Quaker Ooh. dude, but he seems to have a dark side. There you when, go. Um, but in a way, I mean, I, Spielberg's really skillful at, you know, jumping moods and tones. Yeah. As good as that stuff was, I was kind of missing the exciting spectacle that I got in the first hour. In a okay. way, the movie's top heavy. I think that the first half is substantially better than the second okay because i actually i kind of think the opposite actually because yeah i like i like the action but i mean a lot of what i find in movies is action for action's sake whereas the part with tim robbins it's it's more psychological which i i don't know i appreciate that Yeah. yeah 
I think while we were dealing with the Tim Robbins thing, I, I felt like we had glossed over what really we needed to to be dealing with. Yeah. His teenage son, always the rebellious one, yeah. wants to turn around and fight these aliens. Mm-hmm. And Tom Cruise being sane and rational and loving his son and having yeah. seen what these things are capable of yeah. is saying no, 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 no. Yeah. And he finally realizes that he cannot stop his son from doing this. Yeah. And his son runs over a ridge and there's his a son is him. huge explosion. Exactly. Yeah. There's a huge yeah. explosion. And for all intents and purposes, in movie language, we are told that his son is dead. Yeah. Now, of course, this is remedied and everything turns out happy in Spielberg at the end. But the whole time he was in that pit protecting Dakota Fanning and with Tim Robbins, mm-hmm. this doesn't seem to register. His son just died yeah. moments ago. And we've moved on to the next scene. And I didn't, I, I don't know. It's the same thing in the, in, I think we talked about it in Serenity, didn't we? When Where Wash died, they just didn't yeah, have time. You just don't have time. You're in flight or flight mode. Yeah. Fight or flight. One <laughs> yeah. of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also kind of felt like it was a bit of a cheat. Not quite a Scorsese casino cheat, mm-hmm. but a bit of a cheat that they told us that he died and then he didn't. Okay, yeah. Like, uh, that kind of bugs me, you know. In character defense again, though, he still had his daughter to look out for. Yeah. Who is much more helpless than his son was. He can't fall apart. He doesn't have that luxury because he's still got some to look after. Yeah. But um, it's interesting. I watch movies differently being a parent than I did when I was a kid. And maybe I would be making your argument before Mm. I was a parent. But if I saw one of my kids get exploded, I would be fucked up. Even if I was trying to cover it up, like, yeah. I would be broken. I would yeah. be fucked up. And, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think that the, the, the parental thing really touches a nerve. There's, mm-hmm. like I say, I'm, I'm Papa Bear. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with my kids, right? <laughs> don't do it. That's just funny. don't. <laughs> um, I also just want to mention, did you notice that during the boat scene, they were playing If I Ruled the World by Tony Bennett? <laughs> by Tony Bennett? Yeah. Oh, did you yeah? Did you notice that? I guess I didn't clock it especially. If I ruled the world, which I thought was really, nice touch. Yeah, a nice touch. <laughs> yeah, very funny. Yeah. Um, as far as like a popcorn spectacle science fiction movie, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it's, and, and this is true of H. G. Wells' book. I don't think it's that smart. I, I I think it's like it's made to be a big dumb spectacle. Yeah. These tripods do seem like strange and practical robots, don't and they? their plan doesn't make just? a ton of sense. <laughs> no. You know. Uh, like lay dormant for millions of years and then strike and fail miserably. For whatever reason, you know? what sparked? What, what's their motivation? <laughs> it's such a dead end that you could almost think it was a true story. Yeah, <laughs> but uh... but then again, it's not the aliens themselves that were there. Yeah. It was just the machines. Right. So, you know, in my thinking, they had done this to many planets, right. and maybe they had uh, depleted all of the other planets that they conquered, and it was just our turn. It was our turn. Yeah, I don't know. It just, uh, it seemed like a bare-bones B-movie sort of yeah. disguised as a huge Hollywood <laughs> blockbuster. I don't know. There you go. It's completely fine. Watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It is morning. You wake up. You greet your loved ones. You grab the morning paper. And although it seems like any ordinary day... It isn't for one extraordinary reason. Ah! 
historic and unprecedented event has occurred. The question of whether or not we are alone in the universe has been answered. This is so cool. More ships have just arrived over India, England, and Germany. I really don't think they flew 90 billion light years to come down here and start a fight. We've got to stop them! They're going to kill us all! They're using our own satellites against us. The clock is ticking. counteroffensive with a full nuclear strike over American soil. If we don't strike soon, there may not be much of an America left to defend. Not only in this list of six science fiction movies do we have two movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm -hmm. but we have two movies with Mr. Baldwin. <laughs> we do. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Jane, the man they call Jane, the shows up here in a supporting Jane. role in Independence Day. <laughs> um, Roland Emmerich. Um, it's really popular. In fact, you and I just partook in a little lashing of uh, the Transformers franchise That's right. to talk about the emptiness and bare stupidity of Michael Bay. That no matter how loud and stupid his movies are, the next one will be louder and stupider and still make tons of money. <laughs> you know, I think that Michael Bay's best movie is The Rock. And it's dumb as all, all hell, but it was like his first major studio film. He has significantly got worse with each movie. But you know what I won't say? I won't say that Michael Bay is necessarily the worst criminal when it comes to movie blockbusters. No. I think Roland Emmerich might take the prize <laughs> for me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Them's fighting words. That said, right. his finest film is Independence Day. <laughs> Scary thought. Scary thought. Scary thought. Now, this movie was like a massive hit when it came Huge, out. Huge, massive in, hit. In, 96 was it yeah and uh it sort of the world was aware of will smith but before this he was just out in his neighborhood up to no good and starting tr trouble in the neighborhood exactly <laughs> um, yeah. this movie introduced him as will smith movie star yeah and was this his first this was his first leading role big really? budget blockbuster movie like he'd done a few other things but yeah. like this was he he carries the movie this more was the, yeah. the the it movie and he's yeah. got amazing at the time, and still, for the most part, holds up. Some of it, yes, some of it, no. Special effects and support, supporting work from your friend and mine, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff. Um, amazing uh, actors like uh, Bill, Bill Pullman and uh, Robert Loggia and Mary McDonnell. Mm -hmm. He assembled a great big cast, and the aliens show up, and they blow up Earth. They're blowing the shit up out of everything. Yeah. And uh, the military's got their ass kicked. Yeah. And it's down to this uh, divorced, lovesick love uh, scientist, Jeff Goldblum, and this hotshot lone survivor jet pilot That's to right. save America, I mean the world, <laughs> from oh, <yes>. these aliens. <laughs> and again, uh, an ad-libbed quote from the movie, thank God the Americans are doing something. Yes. Thank God for the Americans. Yeah, there's a blah, scene blah. towards the end of the movie where they have a plan of what to do at the end, and yeah, they... They get in touch with the British fleets, and they tell them what to do, and the guy's like, oh, finally the Americans have told us how to save the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jesus. But the movie is dumb, and it's a popcorn extravaganza, and uh, to its credit, it knows it. Whereas, uh, I don't think that the Fifth Element knew that it was a dumb science fiction extravaganza. <laughs> I think it thought it was deep. This mm -hmm. movie knows that this is a B-movie with A-movie production values. Um, do you think it knew it was stupid? 
I do. Really? I do. Really? Because <laughs> I, I didn't get that. <laughs> no, I think it thought it was serious and, uh, yeah. It's a science fiction movie that if you even begin to start to ask hard questions of, it will fall apart in yeah. your hands quickly. Yeah. My personal favorite, um, they're autopsying a creature, Data, from uh, Data. from Star Trek The Next Generation, <laughs> yeah. is cutting into this alien. Yeah. And things go foul, and the, the military man in charge asks if this is bulletproof glass. Yeah. They say no, and then they empty their guns through the glass. You bet. If you're going to do an autopsy on a hostile alien force... And you're going to watch it through a pane of glass? Yeah. Why the fuck isn't it? <laughs> Bulletproof glass. Yeah, slightly. Good question. Right? Um, but this is the sort of thing that you just cannot ask of this. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. That's really funny. Um, but for the scale of the destruction that is laid out, for the White House being exploded and all these landmarks being destroyed, you really feel nothing. All the dumb people on the top of the roof waving the flag saying, yeah. take me to your leader, yeah. welcome to Earth, being obliterated, it's almost a punchline in this it movie. Is... Like, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> New York is destroyed. This is a pre-9-11 movie. This is not horrifying. This it is, is yeah. entertainment. And I'm not saying, like, we just talked about War of the Worlds, which is a fairly seriously toned disaster movie, considering yeah. how ridiculous it is. Um, you, you, can, you can make a disaster movie, but... Yeah. Again, I think with this scale of death and destruction, there, sh there should be some level of pathos. But no, yeah. we're going to bounce from one goofy scene to another. There is one-liner coming around the next corner, you know? Yeah, the one-liners, man. <laughs> just <laughs> stop with the one-liners. They just kind of wreck everything, I think. Um, the but. recently completely off-the-chart bonkers Randy Quaid, who has... Uh, expatriated from the United States and is now a Canadian. Is he really? from the Hollywood Mafia who is out to kill him. I like to think he and Michael Moriarty are sharing a crazy That's cabin really somewhere in BC. <laughs> um, That's funny. He's just like drunk crop duster mm -hmm. who is responsible for largely saving the day because he loves America so much. It's sort of like yeah. the celebration of the... Uh, I'm going to be indelicate, sort of the ignorant grassroots redneck character, yeah. sort of made heroic <laughs> in, in the guise of Randy Quaid, and subsequently considering the trajectory of his career in life, it couldn't have been more apt. <laughs> couldn't have been more apt, and again, you we touch on that father-son thing, with that is the one redeeming thing that, that, that he did as mm -hmm. a parent. Right. The one saving grace for pride from his kids, I guess. Yeah, I, I see. Which is sad. <laughs> That's pretty sad. But, um, as a Canadian, I am not as affected when, uh, especially when you see a lot of action movies for some reason. Mm -hmm. When they try and get that, you always can recognize the military drum roll. Yeah, and uh, that sort of patriotic speech where we're all going to line up and we're going to defend mother yeah. country. It's not that I'm not a patriotic Canadian, <laughs> you no. know, but uh, I, I, it's not for me. And uh, no. so as a result, that whole Independence Day angle of the movie lacks the punch for me that maybe it would for a rah-rah America. It really, yeah, it uh, really does for me as well. So what I'm saying is, I'm not saying don't watch Independence Day, but I'm saying watch it knowing that it's loud and stupid. And yep. if you can go into Independence Day <laughs> knowing that I'm sitting down to watch something loud and stupid, yep. you'll be fine. But if you have any kind of analytical mind, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. going to be a bit of a hard watch. Yeah, it's kind of like they 
They have all this science fiction action stuff. And like I said, action for action's sake. And then they're like, well, this movie kind of lacks substance. So let's put in this and this and this and this and smash it all together. And we have a movie. Yeah. And oddly enough, funnily enough, and sadly enough, it was a blockbuster. It was it was beyond massive lock-off. blockbuster. It was like the highest grossing film of the year. Yeah. Um, Sad. Yeah, pretty spectacle. Um, to go on in defense of my chastising of Roland Emmerich, um, I'm just going to go over a list of the movies he did. Subsequent Independence Day. Judd Hirsch was in this though, and he's yeah. awesome. As a director. I believe his follow-up movie was Godzilla, starring Matthew Broderick, which Blech. was terrible. Super terrible. The Patriot, starring Mel Gibson, which is past terrible. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Uh, the Day After Tomorrow with Jake Gyllenhaal, 10,000 BC, 2012, Anonymous, and most recently White House Down. Maybe he hasn't made as many dumb movies <laughs> as Michael Bay, but they're all like these 150-200 million dollar movies. That are dumb. Okay, but I see on the list that Stargate. Yes, he's doing a remake of Stargate. Uh, the only good Stargate, I hope? Stargate Universe? Uh, yeah. Actually, the that... only good Stargate. I don't care whatever you people say. It's the only good Stargate. One of his early, early movies before he broke with Independence Day was, of course, Stargate. A lot of people love that movie. I don't get it. <laughs> I adored that movie. That's one of my all-time favorite movies, except for Kurt Russell. Right. Fucking hate him. Yeah. Well, I would kick that motherfucker down the street. <laughs> well, um, you're not going to enjoy my John Carpenter episode at all. Um, and yes, him. Universal Soldier. I, I, since I've mentioned them all, Ooh. of course, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren together at last <laughs> in Universal Soldier. Anyway, that's just my little, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not, this is not a defense of Michael Bay, but in all of your ridicule of Michael Bay, Save some for uh, Roland Emmerich. That's just me putting that out <laughs> there. Right. It doesn't have a lot to do with Independence Day, I know, but I just wanted to get it off my chest. That's funny. Is there anything that you wanted to say else about Independence Day? I feel like I was simultaneously mean and generous yeah. with this movie, but... I mean, if you don't care if your movies have any substance and you just want some sometimes cool action, yeah. see Independence Day. Um, and shame on them, wag a finger, for utterly not using Mary McDonald in the movie. She's the second lady. Yeah. And, uh... Done soon. She had nothing to do. Yeah. There's so many times that Mary McDonald's in a movie and they don't give her anything to do. Mm-hmm. And it just... <laughs> Same make. These were taken at the West Highland Police Station, 1984. You were there. Same model. These were taken today. You have to let me see my son. He's in great danger. New mission. Once, he was programmed to destroy the future. I don't know what it's like to try to kill one of these things. Now, his mission... Get down! ...is to protect it. Come with me if you want to live. His loyalty is to a child. Who sent you? You did. 35 years from now. And his enemy... He's a Terminator like you, right? Not like me. ...is the deadliest machine ever built. Can it be destroyed? Unknown. We're back to the Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> That's my half-assed Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> um, I recently reviewed with my friend Paxton Francis uh, The Terminator, yep. and uh, quite favorably. Uh, I actually think that it, as a screenplay, The Terminator might be one of the better things that Jim Cameron ever produced. Um, in 1992, the sequel, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, hits the yep. theaters. And uh, as much as there had been movies with computer effects before this, young Sherlock Holmes had the first fully rendered computer character, and The Abyss did interesting things with the water temp tentacles. Mm -hmm. Terminator 2 is kind of the movie that said, computer animation has arrived, and by the way, we can do fucking anything. With Liquid Man? Yeah. And that's that mainly awesome. mainly within the creation of T2. Uh, yeah. The second Terminator who is made of liquid metal and can mm -hmm. make himself look like anyone he has encountered and also into any kind of sharp stabbing weapon he tends to yeah. need at any given moment. Years have passed. Sarah has given birth to young John Connor. And once again, an evil Terminator has been dispatched to execute John Car Connor himself. Yeah. And just like last time, a lone savior is sent back. But this time, instead of sending a human, mm -hmm. they try and send a more matched yeah. Opponent. And a Terminator is sent back that is programmed to protect. The Terminator that tried to kill him yes. the first, or kill Mum. Yes. Yeah. So uh, John Connor, who believes his mum to be an insane person who mm -hmm. raised him under, uh, you know, her own schizophrenia, yeah. is uh, sort of a troubled juvenile delinquent. And when he first encounters <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, is horrified, justifiably. Yeah. And it turns out the person that he really needs to fear is an even more advanced Terminator that yeah. likes to take the guise of a police officer. Mm -hmm. And the movie becomes, the first half is largely a long escape and chase sequence. Yeah. And the second half is our characters puzzling out not just how to survive this evil Terminator, but to how to possibly prevent the end of the world, more or less. Or to change like, future. To change the, the, the coming yeah. apocalypse. Yeah. High stakes. Quite. <laughs> um, James Cameron, who had done the sequel to For Alien, sure. Aliens, uh, introduced the world to Ripley. Mm -hmm. And uh, from her, strong female characters, especially in horror and science fiction, became yeah. mainstay. And yeah. hurrah for that. Yeah. I think that Linda Ca Hamilton's character, Sarah Connor, Kicks ass. could probably beat Ripley up in a fight. <laughs> yeah. Linda Hamilton? Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. Like that, her, her defining role, basically. <laughs> Yeah. And so different from the Sarah Connor that we saw in the first movie. In the first movie, she was the blonde, fluffy-haired 80s girl who needed to be rescued repeatedly yeah. and who defeated her adversary as much due to luck as skill. The creature happens to be crawling towards her in a gigantic hydraulic press, and she presses the button. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, now, you know, she's been... Uh, put in this mental institution and yeah. she's completely buffed up. She knows how to fire any gun. She knows several different ways of hand-to-hand -hand combat. Yeah. And she is badass. And in the process of badassing herself, she has utterly destroyed her relationship with her son. Quite. Who she's dedicated her life to protecting. Yeah. I think that's a very interesting dynamic. And uh, it's a little more awkward, but also kind of interesting that this Terminator becomes a faux father figure to John. Yeah. For a big budget action movie, there's a lot more going on than you'd come to expect. Uh, it came out when I was in high school. I had a birthday party that centered around a screening of Terminator nice. 2. <laughs> nice. And I am unabashedly a fan, and I am not ashamed to say There you so. go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. 
<laughs> what do you think of Terminator 2? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I actually texted Larry and said, yeah, Terminator 2 is kind of a bad movie. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... I can't really say where my ranking is on this one quite yet, mm-hmm. um, but it had some really amazingly cool things, like the liquid guy. Yeah. He was... Robert Patrick. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that was probably, again, one of his better roles, but... And I'm judging only from his time on the X-Files. Yes. So... But whenever you see Robert Patrick, it's... it's it, the, yeah, the, you the think Terminator. of Terminator. Yeah. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, there was some uh, some really mind quirk, mind quirky bits. Mind quirky bits. Um, yeah, and one thing that I wanted to ask you, which uh, right at the beginning when um, Arnold is naked and he's like going to steal the clothes from that biker guy, Correct. and you notice he scans and he like registers pants and jacket and top and underwear. Mm-hmm. Does he take the underwear too? Presumably. That's he's gross. a machine. He doesn't oh, seem gross. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking human sense. Yeah. yeah. He's looking for somebody who's roughly his size. He was that's just true. seeing to see if those clothes would fit on him. That, I know, but I the underwear kind of disturbed me a little bit. And like, that's so unclean. But I like that in that scene, he was still more or less a Terminator. His job was to find and protect John Connor, but all of these people he would happily kill. Like, it yeah, would mean totally. nothing to him. Yeah. And we sort of see through the progress of the movie that he does weirdly bond with John Connor. And, he uh, does, you know, yeah. He understands in a cold, logical way, what the right thing is to do, even if that right thing is self-destruct, right? Yes. But, I mean, that could have just been his, like, John Connor of the future sending him back, saying, if you succeed in this, you will have to terminate yourself mm-hmm. in order to you put think that an was end to everything. into his orders, maybe? It could have been. I mean... The way I read it is that, it like, even in the extended director's cut of this... Uh, he turns on a learning chip in, in the head of the Terminator. Right? Mm. Uh, so it is learning. And, uh, mm. and he has to follow John's orders. And he, he learns from John how to yeah. behave. He learns that he can't kill people, but it's okay to cripple them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah. it's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But it's interesting for the amount of gunfire in this movie. And it is fairly violent. Yeah. Comparatively, it's actually tame. <laughs> There's a few bloody, bloody, like, stabbing deaths from the T2. But sure. uh, considering that they are stabs, most of them are fairly bloodless there's a pretty grim one the security guard in uh in sarah's mental institution yeah. that is pretty bad for a pg movie that was pretty he ugly does. and then you get the little shot of the claymation face going again yeah. in that scene but another thing that i think has been unsung about this movie i mean everybody remembers the cg in it but yeah a lot of it wasn't cg every second of computer animation in this movie was incredibly expensive. Yeah. So of those things, the deeper into the technology they get, the cheaper and easier it is to do it. And at mm-hmm. this time, every frame was costing a lot of money. So a lot of the times, Stan Winston was on set. And so if, you know, there's a robot thing underneath the skin, like yeah. that was that was prosthetic effects. The metallic arms that uh, he wields mm-hmm. are not added in the computer, which you would assume nowadays. He yeah. was wearing those. Those were very convincing prosthetics yeah. over his arms. Hmm. And a lot of stuff that you wouldn't that you assume in this movie is CG yeah isn't and I kind of dig that it's right on that sort of middle ground of the technology where they were meeting in the middle which is where you should I don't think if you go all CG I don't believe you and if you go all practical effects there's usually some rough edges there Mm -hmm. but if you meet in the middle yeah um, and this sort of movie said yeah like I said earlier we can do anything with this this Mm -hmm. technology and that was exciting yeah to me yeah um yeah, again, Linda Hamilton, excellent acting job in this, I thought. 
Edward Furlong, he had moments of really good and moments of not so good. Yeah. But tragic what happened to old Eddie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he went super downhill after this. I I'm think. not going to be hard on him in this movie because no. he was picked... He was the 13-year-old kid that they picked out of thousands to be in this movie. And the pressure put on him to, you know... You know, it would have been a wonderful and horrifying experience. Mm -hmm. Where I will give him shit is that two decades later, he has not improved at all. No. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) That's mean, but I also think it's just a statement of fact. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, one thing that I will say that I thoroughly loved about this movie was closer to the end when you get uh when uh the liquid terminator gets hit with the liquid nitrogen and then he solidifies again after being smashy smashy yeah um but then the the change in structure so it's like when he takes a step he kind of melts into the floor and takes on the attributes of whatever he's standing on. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. That, that really kind of fucked him up for a second. Being frozen and then thawed out kind of made him glitchy for a little yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice touch. Yeah, it was a very nice touch. Um, I think that there is a few things that are perhaps contrivances, and you'd argue that this could be contrivance in the first movie too, and that they end up in a final battle in one of the few environments in which... The yeah. T2 might be able to be killed, <laughs> By coincidence. Right? Yeah, much like the first one, the hydraulic yeah. press, one of the only things that probably Cameron could think of that was capable of mm-hmm. defeating the adversary. That's where they end up for the fight. In this one, it's a pit of molten metal, you know. Yeah. And uh, he gets melted in that. Yeah. It's just very convenient that that's where that car chase ends up leading them to. Very, but very it's true. also very entertaining. It is. Ooh, yeah. Also, <laughs> when he's finally in the molten, spoiler, um... Uh, molten metal and you see every iteration of human face that he's donned since scanning through yeah, yeah that is that is that was pretty cool yeah i like so, that we've been talking about this movie for a while now and, and so far pretty much everything you said has been positive yeah so, i know <laughs> i think i was in a mood that day <laughs> i'm curious what, what, what what's rubbing you i mean way. no i don't think it's a super fantastic movie i don't think it's a horrid movie uh I don't know. Maybe it's just not my thing. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. And honestly, the one-liners freaking make me so angry. Yeah. And the, the Arnold's most famous one-liner is we'll from back. this movie. Oh, oh hasta, hasta la vista, vista baby. baby. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely say one-liners, as they've been celebrated or called in the 80s, are sort of things that announce, this is a movie! Yeah. <laughs> and sort of take you out of it yeah. for a second. That's but funny. in a way, a big-budget action movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, the one-liners were expected. I'm sure. not saying they were necessary, but they were expected. And they didn't they didn't spoil the soup for me. You know. But he's a robot. Yeah. Well, he was taught hasta la vista, baby. By right? who? Did Edward I miss Fur- that? Edward Furlong, yeah. I totally missed that yeah. part. He tells him, if oh, you really shit. want to shine it on with someone, tell them, hasta la vista, baby. Oh, shit. Totally missed that part. <laughs> but it's still a cheesy one-liner. That's yeah. it, was, it was set up and knocked down in that way. Yeah. And um, I, I think, like I said, that the, the first Terminator is probably a more perfect screenplay. Yeah. There are sort of like excursions that this, this movie takes. It's maybe a little bit longer than it needs to be. But when shit goes down, I feel it. Joe mm. Morton's character, the scientist, who ends up inadvertently being responsible. Oh, Jesus, yeah. He's re- inadvertently sad. responsible for, for causing the end of the world and is told this. And yeah. he believes it. Yeah. And he owns it. Like, he does everything he can 
to stop it. Yeah. And you know, he's he didn't mean to to do to be this this force of evil. It just Best intentions. Yeah. And yeah. he tries like hell to fix it, and he has a kind of horrible death. Yeah. And you know that he has a wife and kid at home that loves him, and that his intentions were pure. And when he blows up, it's like that sucks. Yeah. And there's so many movies where people are being mowed down left and center, and yeah. I'm like, meh, you know. That was a good performance. That was a good character, and we really felt good. it. We felt it when he died, and uh, yeah. I miss that. Like I didn't like. We talked about the Fifth Element. Yeah, it was kind of sad when that opera singer died, right? But did you feel anything? No, really. No. Yeah. No. no. Um, I like early era James Cameron, and for me, in a way, Terminator Two kind of shuts the door on the best age of Jim Cameron. After this, we get into True Lies and Titanic and Avatar yeah. and. It's too bad because he's mm. a very, very capable filmmaker. But, um, I, you know, compared to Aliens and the Abyss and Terminator and Terminator 2, he's actually, with his raising budgets and raising technology, he's has been making less and less good movies. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the... <laughs> um, that's one of the reasons yeah. I love Terminator 2, because James Cameron, it was still a time where I could be really excited about the next James Cameron <laughs> movie. You nice. Know. Very nice. Hmm. Anything else you want to say about Terminator 2? Um, watchable. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if you made your know. case, girl. I don't know if you made your case on this one, but uh, different strokes for different folks. I mean, I've seen movies that people have loved and they've just not, not affected me. And like you say, yeah. sometimes on a different day it'll catch you. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think that the public opinions with me on this one but public opinion is against me and a lot of other there you go <laughs> so there you go. Uh, i don't think we're gonna have any big fights over this are we nope i didn't hate it i mean i didn't overly love it but yeah it was it was a good watch it was entertaining and yeah like i said from a scientific bent they did some very cool things and things that actually make sense yeah That's six science fiction movies reviewed. Indeed And now is. is the time where we rank these sons again. Yes. Uh, and as usual, my guest, Karen Giese, is going to go first. Thank you, thank you. I'm excited. You. What was your least favorite of these six movies and why? My least favorite was Independence Day. Uh, and basically for everything that we talked about and bitched about about this movie, it was all glam with trying to be substancey stuff shoved in there and mishmash all around and swirled a little bit and none of it really worked for me and quite honestly I didn't relate to any of the characters um again Judd Hirsch he's awesome he was like he was sort of playing the Jewy Menchie dude he was like he was yeah what your stereotypical Jewish fatherly grandfatherly which I actually know some uh, Jewish grandfathers, and they are very much like Jed yeah. Hirsch. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. I'm not saying it's necessarily a stereotype. I'm, not, I'm just saying he didn't break any new ground with that. It no, was he not didn't. an amazing. No, like, he didn't. Wow, he really transformed himself. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't. Uh, I I just didn't think it was a fantastic movie. If you want action, action, sure, watch the movie. Not, not my favorite. I had I, I paused it many times and took many breaks and right. yeah. Okay, yeah. fair okay. enough. 
so I guess uh, fifth, second from the bottom, is fifth element. That seems to make sense, doesn't it? It does make it's sense. Fifth leg of it's destined, <laughs> destined to be fifth. Um, again, beautiful scenery, absolutely stunning what they did visually. The rest of it, um, again, this is none of the characters really called to me. Uh, same as Larry was saying, I didn't really care when any of them died. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah, and the aliens, meh, they could have done a whole lot better with those and just a lot of flaws in that movie, I thought. Um, what I will rank fourth is Terminator 2. Fourth? Yeah, fourth. Um, and and that's mostly because of Terminator 2 himself. Arnold? Um, you're not an Arnold man? I'm not really an Arnold person in this movie, maybe. Um, but who's the guy that played? Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he was great. And I loved... And probably because I have an analytical type brain, mm -hmm. um, what they did with the liquid nitrogen because altering Terminator 2 on a molecular level yeah. was awesome, was a fantastic way to go and with his demise. And changing so rapidly from being oh, frozen Jesus. solid to being boiling hot in Absolutely. a matter of seconds. It just yeah. jams up the works. Absolutely jams it up, yeah. Okay, so what I put uh, third was War of the Worlds. Okay. Um, it, there were so many things about this movie that I really, really liked. Um, which we will get into with our possible juries. All right. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, and like I said to Tom Cruise, that was probably one of his better roles, I thought. Um, more suiting to how I picture him in real life, I guess. I would, it's kind I of a guess, douche. Yeah, and... I guess that's right. I wouldn't say he disappeared into it, but yeah. I liked that he was playing an everyman. Like, he was mm -hmm. just a dude who had a exactly. job and had kids that he loved, you yeah. know? He was not a superhero. Yeah. I like that. And I also really liked that it wasn't, it wasn't humans that won the day. Yeah. It was the earth. Yeah. yeah, it was circumstance. But yeah, it was like the earth fighting back and, which kind of sounds kind of shitty because the earth fighting for humans, I doubt the earth would do that because <laughs> we kind of suck on, on mass. But um, yeah, War of the Worlds, I, I think it's well worth the watch. Um, second is Total Recall. Um, and it, as Larry put it, you know, I had a smile on my face for most <laughs> of this movie. It's, uh, I mean, there's some cheesy bits, things definitely outdated. Yeah. Uh, again, some like crappy ass one-liners, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I also enjoyed the, you know, comparing that society to our society, which I found very mirrored in a lot of ways. Um, and of course, my number one pick, <laughs> without a doubt, and yeah, I knew this pretty much going into it, that it is Serenity, because yeah. it's just awesome. Yeah. Best movie. Love it. Yeah. Done. Well, we're not matching. We're, we're not, not matching. matching. Damn we're it. Not matching at all. I'm uh. sorry, sweetie. Um, Larry. For the most part, I mean, I, I like these movies, but yeah. um, uh, our, our, our list is pretty different. I'm not going to Really? Lie. So let's I be thought we were going to be good. I just want us Damn. to stay friends. This is Fine. all I want. <laughs> friends. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I actually put, even though it made sense to put the fifth element in fifth place, yep. 
I put it at the bottom. Really? Because okay. if I have to sit down and honestly choose which one I would want to rewatch, if oh. I have to rewatch one of these right now, and it yeah. was Independence Day or The Fifth Element, oh. I'm going to watch Jeff Goldblum you know, and Will Smith do that hilarious strut away from the wreckage smoking their cigars oh, and say, we killed the aliens, God bless America. Yeah. And the fact that I will take that over The Fifth Element... That tells you how much I think it deserves to be at the bottom of yes, the list. Yes, it does. It does, it does. <laughs> wow. But in fifth place is where uh, Independence Day okay. doesn't land. Okay. It is big and dumb and loud. And yeah. I think it knows that it's big and dumb and loud. Okay. And I think to an increasing degree, his subsequent films don't. Okay. You know? <laughs> You're not a fan of the man. I, I'm not a fan of the director, yeah. and maybe that is uh, some baggage that I take into it. <laughs> but when I first saw this movie, I, I was paying attention that this was from the director of Universal Soldier. Yeah. Maybe I would have seen it in a different light if maybe. that was the case. But uh, anyway... Um, it's if you a turn your brain off movie. If you're, okay. I, I want to watch something that is not going to challenge me at all. <laughs> Independence That's Day is there for you. Okay. In fourth place is where I actually put War of the Worlds. Believe it or not. I know. You sicken me, Larry. <laughs> I sicken you. I, I, again, there's the built-in anticlimax, which, as I said, comes right from the book. It's interesting, but as a story, not very satisfying. Mm -hmm. You know, they're there and then they're not. Yeah. And we rebuild. Credits. Okay. Um, but what does work for the movie is Steven Spielberg and these these really amazing special effects sequences. Um, again, I, I think we, we disagreed that the once they got bared down into the more psychological stuff, I actually started to miss the action movie I had. Um, and then maybe it was just an extra added ingredient that maybe the movie didn't need. Okay. But I figured they, they're making they're spending, you know, $150 million or whatever making the movie. It's got to be at least two hours long. <laughs> so they've added it. That's the way it felt to me. Okay. Again, it's a good time, and there's a lot more to it than there is to Independence Day. Yeah. So, War of the Worlds. Okay. In third place. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. Total Recall. Okay. Um... It's weird. It's so strange to me that they remade this movie like last year and failed to improve on it in any way. Because watching it, it does feel kind of rough hewn. Yeah. But like I say, I was amused. <laughs> I am amused. I like. <laughs> and uh, it's a hard R. It's an old fashioned movie in that way. Mm -hmm. They don't make them like this anymore. No. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe. <laughs> but, I don't know. Uh, the, you know, Total Recall. There it is. Yep. Okay. But you were, you were a little mad at me before, but this is the part where it gets real. Get out. In Are you kidding me? second place, I am going to put Serenity. You are really putting our friendship to the <laughs> test here, Larry. I knew this was going to be a problem. Here's the thing. <laughs> You're going to be okay? I'm speechless. <laughs> what the hell? Uh... I love the shit out of Serenity, and I think if you listen to our review, you will know that this is to be true. Um, I, 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 can, I can make up flaws about this movie, like I said, about the end of the Reavers, but I really don't care that much. I love the movie. I have a lot invested into it. I think it's a movie that's reliant on the series. Without it, it doesn't stand as alone by itself. And it's not as much as a game changer of a science fiction movie and as a technological achievement as Terminator 2 was. You should see the look on my face right now. <laughs> it's pure disgust. I'm a little bit scared. I'm a little bit scared. Um, it's, it, it's tough. It wasn't an easy thing for me, but uh, I have to, I just, I put it in second place. I love the shit out of Serenity. I love the shit out of it. Um, but you love that one more. 
I think that, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Very. so upset, I know. <laughs> uh, Serenity is like a great action-adventure, you know, romp. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is, Terminator 2 is a great action-adventure romp, and it's science fiction. There is actual, a science fiction element to it. Sure. Uh, there are one-liners to this, but for someone to complain about one-liners... Firefly and Serenity are fucking littered with one line. But they're funny ones. (laughs) They're glib. (laughs) And that's just stupid. They're more contemporary to our sense of humor. And we have more of a collection or a personal history with all of the characters. Wit? Word vomit. (laughs) As I point to Serenity. (laughs) Wit. Word vomit. (laughs) Word vomit. And Terminator 2. I could go on trying to defend Terminator 2, but I feel like I would just continue to dig myself (laughs) deeper and deeper into the hole. Wow. James Cameron, like, it's it, it, it's the end of a great era. I won't even say that okay. I think it's his best film. That's even more controversial. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if we're comparing sci-fi movies, I'll be honest with you, okay. in the history of, like, with all of these movies, if, if at the end of my life I had somehow a chart of which movie I watched yeah. more than the rest, Serenity is probably going to top the list as the one that gets rewatched more than the others. But I think, if I'm being real, T2 is just the better movie. Uh, you're wrong. I'm wrong. It's the fourth best of <laughs> these movies. It's the fourth best movie. <laughs> in I, this You came moment. in so confident that I we did. were going to go I did. Six, six, I'm shocked. <laughs> Holy hell. I, yeah. I love you, K2. <laughs> Please don't be mad at me. <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> you're still the champion. I'm still the champion, damn it. You're still the champion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> my excitement in defending my, my, my controversial decision of placing Serenity <laughs> in second place, I failed to actually notice right away that we actually went zero for six today. Zero for six. <laughs> you came in so yeah. confident that you were going to be like doubling down on your victory. I really did. <laughs> and, I really uh, did. I don't know, like this, you're getting a prize. It's, it's kind of like... You've won and now you've had an anti-win, but you're still the champion because there is no other champions. Like It is true. It, it's... Hear that, Matt Riesling. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, so before we get the Jerry's underway, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to present you with a formal gift. Um, I know how much you enjoy uh, zombie movies. I do. And I know how much you enjoy really puppety things. Oh no, Larry. <laughs> uh, what did you do? Here is, is this motion picture called Beyond Reanimator. The interesting thing is that this is a screener copy. It's technically illegal to be sold. Uh, you can't really... It's kind of like, once I give it to you, it sort of becomes your problem. Um, oh, because, uh, thanks for the legal troubles. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. technically, you're, you're, we're not supposed to be owning or, or this book. But it, it is very interesting, cool special effects. You would be able to witness a rat running away with a man's penis. Oh. <laughs> 
Intriguing. Intrigued. <laughs> Intrigued. Um, so this is Beyond Reanimator Screener, and, and that's what you've won today for going <laughs> zero for six. It's, I have no words, Larry. It's your problem now. <laughs> it's your problem. That is hilarious. I have a proper copy of Beyond Reanimator. I, I respect the copyright. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but you're forcing me <laughs> now, to not respect the copyright. <laughs> That well, it would awesome. be illegal for me to sell it to you. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I just want to say, <clears throat> Matt, um, I now have the super win and the super loss. <laughs> Beat that. Well, um, now he's he's up for the challenge. I know it. He's, he is. He's... He's in his big shitty right now, watching movies and, and figuring out just exactly how they're gonna rank, just to please me. But I, I do have to say that Matt, you're a man of honor. Yes. In using your own list as opposed to the identical, what would Larry pick list? Yeah. Yeah. True. We've had a couple close calls that way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, to the Jerry's. To the Jerry's. Um. Geez. Well, I, I guess, just out out of the ether, out of the air. Yes. Some death. There's there's a lot of deaths in, in these many things. There's uh, a lot of deaths. Do death. you wanna do you wanna try to uh, arrive at a consensus on best death? <laughs> I mean, there's the worst death and most traumatizing death. We know that. Yes. <laughs> but does that count as best death? <laughs> okay. What are your noms? Certainly a nomination for wash. Oh my god. Because it's just wash. like wash. Dude. I had a little tear in my eye when Wash died. I've seen the movie so many times. I and know. Every single time it pisses every me time. off. Every time. I know. I know. So yeah, yeah, I would definitely nominate Wash. Yeah. Um, Michael Ironside has a memorable death in Total Recall. His arms oh. get pinched off in the elevator. Michael Ironside. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Good times. If there was a way to go. Um, I remember liking slash being disturbed by when I was a kid in Terminator 2 when the Terminator's taking the form of his step-parents and his stepmother, sh- like, spears the stepfather through the head against the wall while he's drinking milk. I think you're thinking of the... No! I know exactly! Sorry. I've kind of blocked that movie out. Because <laughs> uh, you loved it so much. I loved it so much, yeah. <laughs> it still made my top ones, kind of. Yeah. Um, anyway, I thought that was a memorable death. Of okay. course, we have the uh, opera singer in in The Fifth Element. Yes. The, they try and milk some emotional uh, rings out of that, even though we didn't know the character really before she sang. It's true. She showed up, she sang, she died. <laughs> it was a great song, though. <laughs> nice song. Nice song. Um, am I missing some obvious best deaths here? Or are, you... um, are we counting the Terminator death? Yeah, sure. The metal, the liquid metal, liquid metal, metal Terminator, yeah. as he morphed into every iteration that he had been throughout the movie. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Terminator 2 again, the science guy. Oh, Joe Morton's character. Joe Morton. He gets blown up real good. Yeah. It's interesting, for all the death in Independence Day and War of the Worlds, that we can't really arrive on one for either of those movies, because we no. don't care about anybody who Not dies really. in those movies. Not really, Yeah. All right, well, uh, who's going to get it? Is, is that going to Wash? or, or? Most impactful death? I would definitely say Wash. Yeah, but best death? Coolest death? The Terminator 2. Terminator. The liquid guy. Okay. That was pretty freaking cool. Some controversial split decision. Ty Jerry. It is. It is. Ty Jerry. <laughs> Ty Die Jerry. Uh, okay, performances. Okay. Any performances that were standing out for you? Um... 
I mean, um, I love everybody in, in Firefly or Serenity. The entire cast is gorgeous, but uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, yeah, is that how you say his awesome. name, yeah. is the villain. I thought he was really awesome. He was really awesome. And I don't know if we really discussed it much in the review, but I thought it was awesome that they didn't kill him either. As did I. He was left alive I. and yeah. utterly defeated. But yeah, like, what kind of... Uh, I don't know. I think that would be kind of difficult to play somebody with no emotional attachment it's just business right that is it yeah hmm. i like to tell what about uh mila hohovich yohovich no. no 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 her baby talking her way through that uh development yeah, no. movie best performance no <laughs> <laughs> sorry mila linda hamilton's pretty badass she in that awesome badass. awesome terminator movie she is, she is pretty badass yeah Okay, and I will also nominate uh, Tom Cruise for War of the Worlds. Okay. Again, because I said it before that I thought that character actually suited him fairly well. No. Or at least he was very convincing in the role as, you know, kind of a kind of a dick and yeah. <laughs> you know. Tim Robbins was a pretty good crazy person in that Tim movie Robbins as well. Tim Robbins good. Uh, I guess in, yeah. since we're there, Dakota Fanning, young Missy uh, emotes a lot. She really does emote a lot, and with those eyeballs at that age, and like the quivery eyeballs and the quivery lips, yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. do you have a best performance for this group of six movies, do you think, then? Um, I go for uh, Serenity again. Yes. Chiwetel. Yeah, I think he's great. He Agreed. really is like a super freaking good actor. What the fuck moments? <laughs> WTF moments. Okay, and is it what the fuck as in, like, that's just messed up? or Like, kind of... I, I mean, I, I think it's flexible. Okay. Like, for me, their faces almost popping out of their skulls in Total Recall, <laughs> but then everything being okay because the atmosphere writes itself is sure. kind of what the fuck. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right? But I also think that the whole emerging of Guato, Guato. The, Guato erupting yeah. from that dude's abdomen to give yeah. out his wisdom. <laughs> I always thought that was really crazy. There's a lot of crazy shit. In, There's in, a lot of crazy shit. Like, what about pulling the, the sensor out of his brain uh, through oh, his God. nose? I don't know. Cumulatively, what the fuck seems to go to Total Recall, but I'm sure there's more that I'm missing. Yeah, and those what the fucks are kind of the like funny what the fucks. Right. Yeah, whereas the what the fuck I had... Or, or though I can reserve that for most shocking moment. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, other what the fucks. There's a lot of weirdness just generally in the fifth element. Like Gary it Oldman. Is. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Chris Tucker. The plate on his, what the on fuck? his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. I believe at one point Bruce Willis leaves a bunch of uh, military personnel locked in the freezer inside his apartment yes and then they freeze and uh, you assume they're dead but then they're in the movie later then later on they show up somehow they must have gotten out of that predicament which i don't really understand how uh, that movie's fake <laughs> that movie's totally fake <laughs> what the hell is that um from the character point of view i think that when the tripods first erupt from the ground and start the beaming people into these dust yeah and as he's running away all that dust is collecting him it would be a pretty what the fuck moment for what that moment. <laughs> okay then i will since you put that in then right. i will add back my what the fuck moment and say um all the clothes raining down 
after after the tripods like suck the people oh, right. up, and then yeah, just you just see clothes Falling. raining. Yeah, that is my top what the fuck moment because that was disturbing as all hell. So let's do then just in case best villain all right. and best alien. Best villain and best alien. Yeah. All right. Well, we've already talked about Chewittle Edgy of Four. So how yeah. about uh, we move away from that and look at the Reavers just generally? Okay. Because um, for me, those are nice sort of space zombies. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm a fan. I'm a huge freaking fan. <laughs> and uh, they're terrifying and I don't want to be anywhere near them. They're super terrifying, right? And I think like, yeah, one of the most terrifying things about them is the fact that they once were just like us. Yeah. And then other people just like us fucked with them yeah and now they're like that they're 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 beyond slightly chemically imbalanced Holy they crap. are just yeah self-mutilating murder machines yeah yeah Blah. so yeah those are some pretty good villains yeah um uh i keep forgetting the name of the alien race in uh, the fifth element but you know the puppet guys yeah <laughs> the big the big guys at the end yeah yeah that like super puppets on roids kind of yeah <laughs> yeah those guys and then those are the, I guess they weren't villains though, those weird elephant looking guys who could barely walk. <laughs> yeah, the robots at the beginning. Yeah. But they were kind of good guys. The, I don't know, I found the uh, aliens in Independence Day kind of bland. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, they didn't, they didn't reinvent the wheel with that one particularly. Not really, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, there's really nothing good to say about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and really, the most evil guys in the Total Recall are, you know, yeah. Humans. Human being. Michael Ironside, I guess. Sharon Stone's pretty duplicitous. Yeah. You know, there's... Yeah. But I don't know. Chudo definitely stands out, but... Uh, totally. He's already got an award, so... He can have another. You want to give him two? You want to double down on the cherries, or should we give the Reavers an award? Oh. Yeah. Okay, fine. Good point. <laughs> I don't. Hey, this is yours. Yeah. Don't let me put these. Uh, <laughs> I don't want. To. Um. How about we, um, umbrella it and say Serenity. Serenity wins for best villain. Best villain. Yeah. Well played. On two fronts. <laughs> I know. I can do that. <laughs> and we didn't even mention the evil Terminator from Terminator Two. No, he, he that's was, true. He was pretty badass, but um, I, I think I would mm. side with you, the Reavers. Yeah. Cumulatively more bad news. At least if if the T2 catches me, he's just going to spear me through my face For and sure. I'll be dead. The Reavers are going to make a hood ornament out of my skin and like, After rape me to death. After they have playtime with Larry. Yes, they yeah, will rape exactly. Larry to death. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a good thing. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> not <laughs> a great We're working experience. against that. Yeah. All right, so best... Alien, then? No, best alien? Or, or, that, or, or we, I guess we kind of... We kind of covered that with best villain. That. Oh, we didn't include the tripods in those. Were they the best, though? Uh, no, they weren't the best. Yeah, I thought they were kind of lame sauce, to be honest. I mean, just from a practical design standpoint, I don't yeah. know why tripods. just seems weird to me. Mm, better footing? Really? On rough You'd ground? I think that two or four would be better than three somehow. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? I'm not. I'm not Mr. Science, dude. But it just seemed like, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. I, and more Jerry's. More Jerry's. 
This is this is all you. you all right, I think we're good. All right. Yeah. Well, you did you, you did not double down on the championship this time. But I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> but you are now a two-time award winner. I am a two-time award winner, Matt Rizzi. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what to call you like a contestant or guest or whatever. It's not a game That's right. show. <laughs> That's right. That's funny. But I dare anybody to beat that. <laughs> well, seriously. Whoever is has at least two episodes of hard work ahead of them. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, K2. My pleasure. It was not to be. You were so sure that this was going to be the episode where you would solidify your reign. But still, uh, Karen Giese is still our champion at Rank and Review. Please send feedback. Please send feedback to rankandreview at gmail.com. And uh, feel free to seek us out on Facebook and on iTunes. And if you were to leave a four-star review and even just a one or two sentence review, uh... It really helps people find the show on iTunes. And if you take the few seconds to find us on Facebook and hit that like button, it's really good for Larry's morale. (laughs) Thank you guys for supporting Rank and Review. And I hope you keep listening.